That poor guy. <laughs> but he seems fine. He seems okay. <laughs> He's alive. Did he? Did you all or did uh, Mike? Did you record with him today? Because he mentioned to. he was grumbling about a movie <laughs> last yeah. night. Okay. Yeah. He's grumbling again because we're doing it with my co-host Peter, who texted me like 30 minutes ago. He's like, I'm not going to be able to make it today. And so I texted Jared and was like, well, we can just do it whenever we want. And Jared doesn't oh, know no. who this guy is. He's like, that motherfucker bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got up with the crack ass of Don to watch this movie. <laughs> now keep in mind, he, he normally gets up already at like 4 or 5 a.m. So waking up at 8.30 is, I also told you know, him that is sleeping in. two weeks ago, and it's one movie he had seen before. The other one, it's Mortal Kombat. This is not <laughs> high art. So it's like, there's not a lot of How dare you, research Mike? involved. How dare you? <laughs> but, it's no Zack Snyder's Justice uh, There we go. I don't know that much. Is everybody recording yep, on that yep, note? Yep. <laughs> yep, we're live. All right, welcome to, uh, I guess I'll put this on original remake. Uh, I didn't even invite my co-host to this episode. He did not bounce from this one like he did uh, on Mortal Kombat. Um, because I wanted to talk about this with Derek, and then Derek made the curious decision to say, you ought to get Dave in here for this. <laughs> the, so I feel the like... The sentence, just, what are you thinking? <laughs> I feel we need like, more Dave. As host of this show, I will just be playing referee, and I'm just <laughs> judging the arguments because Derek has uh, has issued a challenge. So Derek and I on the Grand Gesture podcast currently are going back and comparing everything to Batman 89, uh, which there's really no sense in it other than it's an excuse to talk about Batman because from Derek's philosophy, I don't think I'm talking out of school here, uh, nothing compares to Batman 89. It's like a Shannon O'Connor, if you get the reference. I, I, thought, I thought you would go with Prince uh, with that one. How well, dare I was just you? trying to make it accessible you to wanted, you the You just wanted people. the whites to follow I, along? I, would, that... I was going to say, I, I, you know your audience. I'm, I'm trying to think I, of I, the I said... age demographic that is uh, like, yes, <laughs> nothing compares to number two, you. I remember that. <laughs> However old me and Derek are, that's your audience. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dave and I host a show called Off Screen Death, where the premise of it is uh, we watch a lot of movies. Uh, are we slowly killing ourselves uh, and wasting our lives and basically get to the end of the show? Was this worthy of our time? Uh, is it worthy of yours? Uh, Dave tends to look more at the classics, and then uh, I go to Rotten Tomatoes and try to break new records, new record lows mm. on things uh, that I can enjoy and Dave will most assuredly hate. <laughs> But this is going to be interesting on this episode because we have, in essence, the same movie, uh, two different visions. Yeah, totally the same. For Derek, no difference. Waiting same for Derek shit. to <laughs> jump down my throat there uh, for just even <laughs> considering these the same property, uh, the same story uh, left in the hands of two different uh, filmmakers through various tragedies of Zack Snyder's personal life and battles with the studio executives. He did not get his version of justice league until this spring for the, the, you know, HBO max, as it was always designed to be an HBO original (laughs) for his justice league. But I have the rotten tomato scores up and Zack Snyder's version, 71% from the critics Mm. on rotten tomatoes. Couldn't have made it on off screen death. Too good. I could have used the original Justice League, the theatrical version, that I guess for the purposes of this show we will call it the the Whedon, the Joss Whedon cut, forty percent 
however, it did match the 71% in audience reaction to the critical <laughs> acclaim of the Snyder version. Derek, you're shaking your head. Audience reaction to the Snyder Cut, 95%. So we are in... Silence Ooh. of the Lambs, Citizen Kane <laughs> territory. Yes. I'm yes. sure that was not pumped up by these fucking weirdo fans that released the Snyder Cut people. I'm sure there's no effect there. It's, it's people like you that stopped from being 101% on Rotten <laughs> Well, then I've done my work. That is. <laughs> so Do you understand that, that Mike and I will be doing a uh, grand gesture for the Snyder Cut? <laughs> So for like the next twenty years, we'll God, just be that that old movie is a grand gesture. <laughs> Jesus, the fact that it exists, it's a love affair. It's a love letter to people like me and Dave. Ugh. I don't know. I like being lumped into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I host this show, uh, respectively, with these these two freaks. But supposedly, I, I do stress supposedly because I, I want to have this episode up uh, relatively soon. And that's probably not a good time to promote the alleged <laughs> podcast production from you two because there has been some trouble behind the scenes, which I attribute solely to Zack Snyder's Justice League as the rift between you two well, on being able to communicate with one well, another. Well, when you have a co-host that watches uh, the Justice League movie, which is like 19 hours long, more than once, what time could he possibly have to talk about names, logos, scheduling. <laughs> it's like, I, I will always send him something where I'm like, we got to work on this. He's like, give me 48 hours. 172 <laughs> hours later, I'm like, hello? Are we still... <laughs> I got really busy. I think it, was for, was, it was, wasn't it? It was 48 hours for the for That the is what you told me, and then, yes. And then we talked about it almost a week and yes. a half later. There's a lot of Zack Snyder cuts that I have to sit through and watch right. and rewatch. Right. So, especially because I knew we'd be talking about it here, so I need to prepare by watching this great film just one more time. Did you watch it in black and white? Did you watch that version as well? Actually, I haven't. Would you believe that? Um, <laughs> no. To, to have watched it two and a half times in color, I've not watched. Uh, I've not watched it in black and white. All yet. these movies you I've, haven't I've, I've seen, never been and one. you're sitting around watching this again. Uh. Yeah. It, what, I am close to, uh, well, let's see, my, my 15 film cap on the year. Um, uh, I guess our podcast is. Justice League I 10. guess our podcast is coming out in 2022, folks. <laughs> this is. <laughs> try again next year. That's That'll be Dave's timeline for me, 2025, but we'll be there. <laughs> so. So this is an, cut. This yeah. is an episode to uh, promote a podcast that will never happen. But that's fine. Yeah. You can just get a. This is like the pilot show that will not be picked up. Uh, this this yeah. Just just right follow here, darn that Dave and maybe, Dave Stu on Twitter, and you'll you'll be up to date. It'll be fine. Maybe that should have been our our name, the podcast that should have never happened. <laughs> the podcast that shall not be named. That will never happen. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Could you say the same day for the Snyder Cut <laughs> of the Justice League? There we go. <laughs> that is an interesting question, actually. Uh, accidentally, Mike has asked a very interesting question. Oh, contraire, my little fish dick. He knows exactly what it's like to lose someone he loves. You know, like a... A father. Like a mother. Be very careful with the next thing you say. Like an adopted son. Isn't that right? Batman. Maybe 
In a way, that smelly old flounder is right. Because how many can die in your arms before you grow numb to death? That's not very careful. And how many dead eyes can you look into before you die inside yourself? I've been dead inside a long time. But even I have a limit. And if you cross that line, I swear to God. Before what, Bruce? Kill me? You won't kill me. I'm your best friend. Besides, who's gonna give you a reach around? I know he's just setting me up to be the villain on this piece, um, but <laughs> should it have happened, I'm glad it happened because I'm glad Zack Snyder got to make his movie. I think I think that's a, a kind of wonderful gesture that happened. They spent a lot of money for a gesture like this, but, you know, the man endured a horrible tragedy. His daughter committed suicide and he had to step away from this movie that he was making and Joss Whedon came in and we know now kind of cut it to shit and made a much lesser movie. Um, so I'm glad it got made, but the behind the scenes stuff, I think, I don't think that HBO was like, Oh, this terrible thing happened. Let us do this favor for Zack Snyder. It was more of the reaction online, the release, the Snyder cut, which there are a segment of that group of people who are like, I just really love these movies and I want to see Zack Snyder's vision. And that's totally honorable. Unfortunately, there is a much louder contingent that uh, issues death threats and rape threats and does terrible things online in order to get this made. So I don't necessarily like Derek. I don't, that's where you that's, come in. I don't necessarily like the idea of rewarding that kind of behavior with giving these people what they want. Uh, so that's not great. Uh, so there's. there's I little... love this parent Dave here speaking for. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Here, what movies can come out because these fans were jerks, which you know, in fairness, applies to. They're all jerks. Everything. I mean, it, it does. It's it's like, and this isn't me necessarily disagreeing with Dave, as I would prefer to do, but it, it's more of a, honestly, it's more of a just like the, I agree in this in this regard. Like, yeah, if these shitheads are shitheads and they issue all this stuff, then I don't want things to work out for them. But that doesn't mean I don't want things to, you know, like not not to the the uh, extent where other people don't get to see what they want to see, right. right? Like we understand that, okay. They are the worst. Um, and I, I fall somewhere in the, I'm not even a Zack Snyder fan. I'm really not. Uh, I didn't really care much about Man of Steel. Uh, definitely did not like uh, Batman vs. Superman. Um, and I didn't even follow the whole, like, release the, the Snyder Cut. Um, in fact, I'll even go a step further. I don't know who it was. It may have been Mike that had reached out to me and asked me if I was going to watch the Snyder Cut. And the what like, now? Does that come out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So like I wasn't one of those those folks on on Twitter that was, you know. Don't the don't cause, lie. Right? I know you like, got like sixteen burner accounts that are all about the Snyder cut. You need to stop Easy lying. Easy money stopper one, two, and three. Man, this Snyder cut account really likes to also tweet out his thoughts on Russell Wilson. Thanks, Russell anyway, Wilson and, and Prince. <laughs> and, oh, what a weird coincidence. Shane O'Connor, very weird. But then when Dave. Tweets at him, he doesn't respond. Uh, very strange. <laughs> very strange. <laughs> but, I mean, I, you know, it's it's one of those things of like, uh, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to be the person that says, okay, well, this, this, I can't enjoy this material because there are people that suck that enjoy this material. And actually, you know, the comparison that I would make to that is, and it's funny because it's one of the reasons that 
um, Mike and I are not able to record on another episode uh, later because I did not watch a movie we were supposed to watch. <laughs> so I was watching, I was watching a UFC pay per view with uh, Tangible Teddy, who is someone who guest stars on you know various you know um, podcasts that, that yes, do. the man who hates and great Italian actors. I remember him. No Pacino, exactly, no De Niro. Exactly. Got it. But but he loves a cauliflower ear. That guy. <laughs> and so we. He had texted me and um, was like, I'm interested. This is a guy who's never watched like combat sports at all. And I'll be quick about this, this comparison here. Um, but he's like, yeah, there's something that interests me about it. I'm thinking I'm going to watch this pay-per-view tonight. Um, and before you knew it, I was texting with him watching it. And I was saying, okay, you can like this. I kind of like this as well. But I would never wear like a UFC mm. shirt in public, right? Like, I don't want to be compared to those. You're not going to be wearing that... the affliction gear that's not your. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, and you know, exactly. You, you know the brand name, yeah. Dave, so you might be closer. To, you might be wearing one right now. I can't see. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm wearing I mean, a that, Harley that, Quinn that shirt. Don't worry. It's not hmm. nothing. No UFC here. Oh, he, he's trying to out, outdork you. you, Derek. He came to the <laughs> right, Justice League right. conversation. Like, no, no, I'm one of them. I know it's good. <laughs> a wolf in sheep's clothing, this man. He, uh, but I mean, to the, to that extent, it's like, I can enjoy this, but I'd be embarrassed to be a part of this crowd. <laughs> That's how I feel about being part of the mm, UFC. That That's sense. how I feel about like the Twitterverse, the Twitterverse as it, as it pertains to like the defending of the Snyder Cut. I enjoyed it. I mean, I really, really, I mean. By the I, way, kind of, Mike, I just want to uh, interrupt here because this, this movie, you know how they, uh, when Trump was president, it was like, this is the moment he became oh, presidential. No. This is the moment. I don't like this, any hey, in here. That just where wait. This is, going. this is the moment that Derek became a part of film Twitter. Okay, so he saw this movie and told me, "Oh my god, it's so amazing! You got to watch it. It's incredible." And I watched it. and I thought it was good. I, I had the like the Mike Denniston bad podcast reaction. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, so I put a I put together like a tweet. Like this is this is my rating of this one versus the old one. This is what I liked about. It, this is what I didn't. And Derek Derek saw it and he's like, I'm even more mad now. I'd be less mad if you hated it. <laughs> it's like you got to love it or hate it. Those are your two only options. Three stars. Fuck you. How dare you? So that was the moment. Derek finally became a member of Film Twitter. I was like, Oh, you you've arrived, baby. This is it. <laughs> so now I've been villainized. Yeah, compared here. to Trump, that's that's you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> If if anyone wants to know why there will be no podcast between at Day Stew and at whatever his is, this is why. This is why right now. I was going to ask a genuine question before. uh, I was going to let Dave continue with his train of thought. Let him wear himself out. Then, on well, you know, Derek Trump over there. I'm like, okay. You can proceed. Uh, I'm the judge saying like, okay, be careful, um, but continue on before I make a ruling. I was going to ask Derek a genuine question. If you've prefaced this conversation with many things about how you will no longer speak to Dave, which is fine. Everybody understands yep. it. Having listened to the last Me 10 too. minutes of this yep. podcast uh, with, hey, I is what's more, most curious. I think it's understandable to not be part of the social media thing because I'm on social media for movie podcasts almost exclusively. And my thought was Justice League, if it wasn't his version, then, I mean, we've had Ridley Scott produce numerous versions of Blade Runner. That'll be fine when that comes out. Uh, I think the disconnect was, is there a version? Like, the, there was already an edit, and it's clear now that what we got, even then, is not what these people were referring to. 
there because no. they they went back and shot more footage. They went back and they put almost I think a hundred million dollars into this. So it's like an an event movie on its own, anyway. So that's a little disingenuous. There wasn't a magical cut. And if people are saying, "See, we're proved right here," well, not necessarily. You're you're in theory there was a Snyder cut. It's just it wasn't yet complete. It's the Snyder idea. I, that's not a cut. Yes, <laughs> that's not as trendy. I guess release the possibility of a Snyder version that is good. Yeah, I, you know, that sort of a thing. lot of letters there. Um, <laughs> well, you also have the situation where you get to observe how the public consumes the Whedon cut, right? Like you get to see, Oh, like this, um, you know, these scenes where the flash falls on wonder woman or whatever the hell it's yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you, you get to sit back and be like, Oh, that didn't hit right. Like that didn't work for anybody. And so now, like you're saying, it's not like we were pulling this footage that had already been filmed at the time and just replacing it. It's like, no, we can reshoot all yeah. of this because we know that this isn't going to mm-hmm. work. And so essentially, you're right. You're getting a completely different film than what was initially filmed to begin with. Is that with. what troubles you, Dave? Well, that it's because filmmaking is a collaborative process mm-hmm. that people look for one sole voice, the auteur theory, that the Snyder version. As opposed to, you know, everything I've read about him is that he's actually extremely collaborative with his actors. That's why they really went to bat for him. Mm-hmm. Is he wants to know, like, okay, what what do you think? What's your concept? I was even there was another article which, if you if you've searched for Justice League, even just to watch it now, Google is like you get all the <laughs> Snyder gave an interview for this about the Flash's running style, and I'm like, I don't need a full article on. You know, Ezra Miller's gangly limbs. Like, it's just like <laughs> visually, it's just kind of unique looking. That's all you need to Got say. But like, no, no, no. They went, they went to China and studied with like these monks. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> come on. You're, this is, this is all bullshit and you know it. Um, but do you have more of an issue with the collaborative nature that seems to be geared by these, uh, dorky fan base properties where it seems like fans, like you can go back to like The Last Jedi, which I think all of us here liked, mm-hmm. where people, there was no alternate version to Ryan Johnson, but I think there was a small but very loud minority of online users, uh, probably co-opted by like Russian bots, uh, strangely, uh, to, to to take down the American government through hatred of the Last Jedi, to give us the the Last Jedi but different. Give us the one where Luke Skywalker goes with a lightsaber and just slaughters stormtroopers left and right, and it's like this huge action scene with him and bring back Han Solo and all of this blah 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 is that the part that makes you probably the most uncomfortable with the the release of the Snyder Cut not that a filmmaker got his director's cut which is basically what this is but it's the fact that this fan ownership of we made this yeah we had nothing to do we weren't on set but we're responsible for this thing's existence yeah and there's also the the idea that like these these fucking monsters are never happy like even when they got what they wanted (laughs) now it's like now uh because Zack Snyder has basically come out and said like I'm done like, I, I'm done with this universe now. And people are like, no, release the Snyder whatever universe or whatever. They want more. Because this movie does set itself up for continuing properties, for sure. Um, but now there's, like, this ownership. Even when this person that you're... Supposedly it was this idea of, like, he should be able to get his vision on screen. This is so terrible that this happened. And now he's like, I'm actually good. I'm done. They're like, fuck you. Shut up. That's not, it's not about <laughs> you anymore. It's about us. And it's just like, okay, guys, let's calm down. The thing I also find really interesting is I remember when Whedon's version came out, there was a lot of discussion kind of picking it apart and being like, okay, which which was Whedon's stuff, which was Snyder's stuff. And it makes me wonder how honest we're, that they're being about it now. Because now it's, especially because of all the awful 
things that have come out about Joss Whedon, uh, you know, being canceled as he should because he treats women fucking terribly. And now it's like, oh, that stuff that they took out that was like sexually inappropriate, like you mentioned, like the scene with Flash and, and Wonder Woman. Now, when that first film came out, like, oh, that's people were like, oh, that's definitely Snyder. That's Snyder style. And all the kind of basically upskirt shots of Wonder Woman was like, oh, that must be Snyder. And now it's flipped because it's not in the new version. They're like, oh, that must have been Whedon. Mm. And like maybe Snyder saw how people reacted to that and were like, okay, <laughs> let me just scale back the perv factor a little bit. Let me be a little more respectful because people are expecting something if, different here. If you're Whedon though, with all the shit that you've deserved, but all the shit that's been thrown at you recently. <laughs> but not that, like, not no. that. Like, yeah, all this like, other exactly stuff, yeah. Like, now, wait a minute, let me tap on the mic and be like, all right, <laughs> like, like pitchfork me if you want to for everything else I've done, but that shot is not right. mine, right? Like, at that point, you, you've got to be like, okay, that, you know, that massage parlor I didn't go to. Right, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Robert Kraft. Um, so... Fighting for our individual freedoms, I might add. I was think, I was actually the the police state Deshaun, we're in. I was thinking about Deshaun Watson, but I guess Ooh. we have forgotten him yeah, already. No. Let's not get into that. Uh, yeah, but I find myself wondering, Mike... <laughs> Gotta win some championships <laughs> first. Exactly. So, like, is this... Not to be a dick, but is this even a movie? Like, isn't this just, like, a giant miniseries? <laughs> Like this, they have this idea of like this is his ver- this is his version, but it's not. This is not the version he would have put out in theaters. He was never setting out to make a four hour movie. But it, it, it okay. feels like one of those things where he's like, yeah, but I guess I can now because people are going to be watching at home, so we'll put well, in chapters. That's a, a side question then, because uh, you know I mentioned Blade Runner, which is the obvious example. Um, there's a, another uh, a Ridley Scott film, uh, Kingdom of Heaven, which I've mm. never even seen the theatrical version. Good, but it <laughs> it didn't get like great reviews initially, and then I see the I think it's the only version that came out on Blu-ray was the director's yep. cut, the extended version. I watch it and I was like, this is fantastic. Yep. I don't know though; it's the same. So, so it's the same premise, somewhat, Dave. I mean, he didn't get a hundred million dollars to prop up this new streaming service no. uh, back in he just he just recut it he just got a good editor and um, <laughs> included but stuff. are you saying dave that i mean can we believe like a home what was previously just a home video release as the true version when it's similar it's not exact one-on-one but they're obviously given way more leeway as far as runtime and you can just do whatever because definitely in the dvd days if you could say this had more material that was a selling point yeah. so even things that didn't require an unrated edition or whatever Just slap that on and throw even a few seconds of footage and we can move more copies. But are you, I mean, what, what is the, the difference, I guess, in that version being considered the true version, even though it's, he's given more runway mm-hmm. for a DVD copy than a theatrical, well, th- as opposed to the Snyder. Yeah. Copy. I think there's, there's two, two big differences. One is that, you know, what you kind of mentioned is that Ridley Scott didn't be like, okay, let's go back to the well. Let's uh, recreate this whole thing and film a bunch of more scenes. These are things that he had filmed, right? So he had these ideas and it's had already, it's just like whatever through studio interference or runtime, he wasn't allowed to do it. So this is really his cut. Whereas this, one was like not his cut originally. He was just like, okay, now we're going to – at first it was like, oh, I have the cut. Here's a picture of the film reel. And then it was like, uh, guys, we need like $70 million more million to film this. Is that cool? So he's making a whole nother thing. So it's it's separate. I don't like this 
this line of thought you're going on, Dave, especially during a pandemic, uh, Snyder is stimulating the economy <laughs> I mean, in Hollywood. I will shutting say, down productions left and right. I will say I appreciate the grift because this is maybe the greatest grift in cinema history where he's like, no, no, the movie's done. The movie's done. It's ready to go. You just have to pay for publicity. Oh, actually, we're going to we're going to film a bunch more stuff. Can we have more money? OK, here's more money. Here's more money. And then when it comes out, it's like not only on only on streaming services, not in theaters at all, even though like it would have been difficult to do even even if it was like a regular uh, runtime given the pandemic, but also it's like separated into chapters. It's very clearly not necessarily meant to be watched all in one shot. And most of the people I know, other than crazy people like Derek, who have watched it more than once, they watched it like over a week. They're like, you know, watch a couple chapters, then come back, you know, go live. How long did it take you, Dave? Three days. I think I watched it in three chunks. And that was uh, I wish I I wish I would have stretched it over longer because there were moments where I was like, <laughs> Jesus, let's Attention go, span. pick it Issues. up, pick it up." <laughs> do I need to do I need to do the uh, around the horn thing, Derek? Where I'm now mute, uh, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> There's a reference. Yeah, your listeners are ahead. Yep. <laughs> I, Derek, what is it about this version of it? If you somehow removed yourself from the hype and strangely i think the fact that you weren't a man of steel fan and you weren't a batman versus superman fan so you're not even in the bag for this dude's take on the dc universe what was it about the snyder cut this version of justice league that made you so enthusiastic to to watch it yeah two and a half yeah explain times? yourself what's wrong with you <laughs> oh my God. okay so let me let me first couple of things let me first uh uh, address the, the the Man of Steel thing. So it's not that I, I guess that I hated Man of Steel. It's just that it right. didn't do enough for me for me to have an expectation for a. Snyder you're preaching verse, to the choir in this sense. room. None of us like that movie, so you're fine. <laughs> and so, as soon as you disagree with Dave, though, your ass I'm is ready. Grass, I'm like. ready. I'm ready to pounce. Go ahead, keep keep talking. It. Okay. <laughs> the other thing. So when when we're talking about this whole idea of. You know, is this really one a film or two? You know, is it delegitimized by the by the very fact that um, you know you had something that was cut and recut and then you know cut again years and years later? Like, can you really look at it as his original vision? I guess my question on that would be: Does it matter like that much? It, 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 I'll, I'll look at it like this: uh, Do we do we care that much when we have this type of media that historically has? not always allowed for this director's vision to actually be put out there. Not just this director, but any director mm-hmm. in general. Between, you know, studios putting their hands in things or, you know, um, uh, you know, a decade later, somebody deciding to go back and recut their film or add in new stuff because technology has allowed for that to happen, uh, Star Wars. And so, always you a know, good, it's, good it's one of those things. Never, never fails. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Most of the time, we're usually as as the audience, we're usually really not that happy that those changes have been made in in most cases. But as someone that controls that property, uh, we don't have that much say in it anyway. And so now we have this situation where all of these wonky things had to happen and these unfortunate events had to occur that would disallow Zack Snyder from being able to put out what he initially wanted to put out. Do we really know what that would have looked like? Well, no, um, but. I guess my thing is, is this is such a unique situation. I'm not entirely sure that it would set this this precedent for filmmaking moving forward, right? Like, are we going to say that the next director that puts out something, that they are, that if they're not entirely sure if they like it, uh, they'll, they'll they'll break it apart in multiple pieces and and restructure it and add new scenes in, and then we're seeing it on you know HBO Max for seven hours. 
I doubt it. I mean, I doubt. I think this is such a unique kind of thing. Um, but for those of us that have like the attention span to, to be able to sit there and watch oh, great cinema, great um, cinema, he says. <laughs> oh, what a take! It, it's not that you know. It's not that. Like I think Dave and I great were texting. Great TV, I said, maybe. So is this great cinema? Is this as good as Lawrence of Arabia? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I think it was just oof. Was when his, I threw my phone very, across uh, the room. Da- yes, it's... the very Davian <laughs> response that he likes to give. <laughs> You know, and I think for me, I, listen, I, I know people, a lot of folks, and, and 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 Dave's probably one of those individuals that don't really love the the Snyder the Snyder isms, right? Like the slow moving fucking. Yeah, cut shots. this movie in half. And, Just and, get rid of the slow motion. It'll only be four hours long. And, It'll be fine. I even explained that to my wife, who had never really seen. In, like, I think we'd watched the first hour of Watchmen uh, back when the HBO series had come out. I was mm-hmm. just trying to get her to to kind of just envelop herself in that type of universe. And that's really her only, her mm. only relationship with Snyder. And so I'm trying to explain a lot of this stuff to her while we're watching Watchmen or not Watchmen, but the Snyder cut. And I'm not entirely sure that it was something that I found to be off-putting at all. And that might be, that might be me saying that for the very first time with a Snyder film in a film in which it should bother you more because it's like in every oh, so you so you scene. like the opening with the slow motion scream that goes on for nine minutes across the yeah, universe. Yeah, I love so that. Like, if it, God love bless that. him because if if anything is a Snyder moment, that is it. Like that's like that is how the movie opens. Like I got. T- <laughs> I got a text from my sister, who's not, like, a big movie watcher. Like, she watches movies here and there, but she was like, what the fuck is, what, what is this? Like, she paused it after that first opening scene. She's like, what am I, what am I dealing with? And, like, to be fair, like, I'm not the biggest Snyder fan. Never really have been. I think, I think his best movie might be 300. That's, that's the one I probably like the most, because uh, it really kind of, it's the perfect, it's the perfect container for a Snyder movie. Action heavy, you know, you get, like, beautiful shirtless men running around the whole movie it's great and it doesn't take itself too seriously man of steel tries to take itself too seriously and then it just keeps going in this universe and i think like i like actually like this version of justice league like all all joking aside i think it's it's better than the the one that came out i think it's got its faults certainly but it's enjoyable but really one of the big problems i have with it is not the fault of the movie at all it's just like it really it really shows off the faults of the decision making of DCEU in general. Like just like there's not there's no way to avoid it in watching this movie in a vacuum of the fact that they didn't build up these characters for more than five minutes. Right. Sure. You've got you know, you've got the Superman movie. Um, you've got the Wonder Woman movie, but all these other characters, you're being introduced to them in this. So like the team doesn't get together until you're like two hours into this thing. And you're like, okay, okay. if you had actually just made a Flash movie and made a Cyborg movie and made them well and then combined them, like this is how it's been done, not only in comics film, but in comics in general, right? You you build up these characters and then you have crossover events or you have team ups and that and it works. It's a tried and true formula for a reason. But in this, they're trying to build up the up these characters throughout the movie, even the character of Batman. You know, we don't know who this version of Batman is. Right. We don't have a movie with Ben Affleck in his own Batman movie. All we have is Superman and Wonder Woman. So as you're watching this, it just takes so much time to coalesce and come together that it slows itself down. Because I really actually like the cyborg stuff. Um, And in a actual movie running time, he's definitely like the beating heart of this movie. But because there's so much other stuff going on, I think you get distracted from that heart of the movie. I'm actually 
<clears throat> kind of surprised by this, Dave, because <clears throat> I would have agreed with you before, but now <clears throat> that we're over a decade into the uh, Marvel universe, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm wondering if having like this is the opposite track like <clears throat> it's not one that you can release theatrically right but i don't know if derek had a similar experience but i put it on i actually tried to watch it on like my phone like it got released early i think i was texting you all oh, like, yeah. somehow it got leaked early mm-hmm. and i'm like god if i'm gonna watch this for to talk about on podcasts or whatever like i need to start now because <laughs> like i won't have time <laughs> be done in a week and I, I actually didn't have a good experience with it, trying to stop and start. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I watched the first hour and was like, I'll pick this up tomorrow. And I felt the disconnect. So my poor beleaguered wife, like on Saturday, <laughs> I'm like, look, I got to get to this. I'm going to, I got to sit down just watch it. And it's going to be long. It's going to be very, very long. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not selling this at all. And she's like, well, okay. And I think there were a couple moments where she's like, what, didn't we watch this movie before? <laughs> um, but for the most part, I actually kind of enjoyed the experience of let's get the world bu- world building like universe, the comic book history, and let's just see what it looks like if we just get it in one <laughs> Throw it go. in a pot. Like let's just see one, what happens. I'm like, yeah. and then like so that's where I I very much am differing from the uh release the Snyder universe or whatever, and that I felt satisfied and like, God, that was a that was a full meal we got there. Mm-hmm. We got all the characters together. We got I mean you you had dark side into the world type shit again yes there is some stuff you could explore later but i did not leave unsatisfied this was not a cliffhanger type no. thing i do disagree with the people that say well you could just release this in two volumes because i don't know what the halfway point there of this isn't is one that is satisfying it's, so it's, yeah it's it doesn't play it's that so way. kind of meandering is a harsh word but it does just kind of it goes in a lot of different directions so there's not a place where you're like here is the intermission this is obviously where you would take a break it i mean i think that's why the chapters are there that's where stoddard is a that's where stoddard is a visionary well if he if he really was then he wouldn't need his fucking chapter breaks now would he right so well he understands that there are going to be some people that consume this that that need breaks to go to the bathroom or or to just we call them human beings or to tweet angrily about it watch 10 minutes did i do that he knows i I mean it sounds like something i I would do but i don't think i did it in this case i felt like derek was gonna lean into like an ageist remark like dave we know you need your nap time (laughs) look not wrong i wouldn't have been mad at that that is but it does it unlike the marvel movies it actually doesn't feel and it's strange for Snyder because Derek Bob Watchman, which is beholden to the, at the very least, the the look of the source material. Maybe not necessarily the tone, I would argue, <laughs> yes. but it's like, we're going to shoot this panel, very Sin City-like. I would say that the Snyder Cut of Justice League, it's a strange bag and that I feel like I am seeing the characters, which is weird for me because I, you know, being a sort of hater of Man of Steel, I'm like, that's not my Superman, got the character wrong. Uh, and it does, in some of the interviews later, they've revealed, I guess, his plans for the sequels where, like, Batman and Lois Lane fall in love, and that's what sends Superman on, like, a murderous rage. I'm like, okay, okay, now you're getting you're getting back <laughs> into that Snyder breaks. territory. Yeah. But Superman's a lot but more I fun feel... in this movie. Like Superman is badass yeah. for the first time, I think, on film. Because uh, in Man of Steel, he's, you know, 
he's some sort of pacifist. It's like, I don't want to punch that hard. I don't want to have to do that. Cause, and if I do, I kill Michael Shannon's the real badass as always. So you're yeah. saying it's the origin story that we really don't need. Oh Jesus. Here Essentially. No, no, we want a good Superman origin is. story. It's the issue. So just rip out all origin stories think, and do I it all. In, in this instance, draw. Derek is kind of right in that I'm unlike those people. I don't see this as the final part of the trilogy. Just get rid of the other two. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'll see this as one one big thing. And yeah, it, it doesn't ape the serial nature of comic books that maybe Marvel does far far more successfully. This is like one big thick graphic novel where there's no cliffhangers. It's just like this is the chapter where the Flash comes in and mm-hmm. uh, its characters being sad about the fact that it feels like they've already lost. Like there's no like rah rah. Like okay, here's the build up to what's coming, sure. which. It is coming, but it's you have multiple characters throughout this version that's like, no, they've already been here. <laughs> they've already been kicking our ass for centuries now, and now it's just the cleanup process. That is not very marketable as far as here's your summer blockbuster. <laughs> but I, you know, if if Derek is positing that, like, hey, we have these streaming services, let's sort of put them to use in a unique way. Sure, but I think where I, I butt up against the probably the, the big fan base of this is. This is an odd duck. It's an odd bird yeah. of this. Is, this is not a one to one. Like this is a theatrical experience that could be replicated like in an alternate timeline. It almost feels like the only way this was going to come to pass. Like it says you had to have Whedon come in and do his shtick mm-hmm. and you had to basically show the studio like, well, that didn't work. These people seem pretty uh, upset about it. I wonder if they'd like to add another streaming service <laughs> to their credit card. Bill. They got 15 bucks a month to give us. That's <laughs> you need me. You need me to help you undo this world you created by letting her die. Poor Lois. How'd she suffered so? I often wonder, how many alternate timelines do you destroy the world? Because, frankly... You don't have the colonies to die yourself. Hmm? So as usual, I'll be the bigger man. A truce, Bruce. <laughs> as long as you have this card, the truce. But all you have to do is tear it half, and I'm happy to discuss with you in any way like why you sent a boy wonder <laughs> to do a man's job. You know, it's funny. You would talk about people who died in my arms. Because when I held Harley Quinn and she was bleeding and dying, she begged me with her last breath. And when I killed you, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Then I do it slow. I'm gonna honor that promise. So where we left off is he, uh, I was positing that this is the uh, anti-comic book movie. Comic book movie. And I liked it for that. Which, that sort which of nature. fits Much for like, Snyder. I mean, that's kind of what he does. Right? I think when and, left without the pressure of being a summer blockbuster, he can just sort of embrace his particular quirks. You know, we make fun of the slow-mo, but one thing that 
I think comes across is he has genuine affection for all of the characters. Like the, the characters are each treated as an equal in this. Whereas mm-hmm. the Whedon version, I think is like Batman and gang or Batman slash wonder woman. And then the other, the new yeah. characters agreed. Um, and Derek, you're being, you know, the fact that we have a podcast that's currently primarily focused on Batman, uh, on the grand gesture. I think the biggest difference is the characterization where it feels like in the theatrical cut, or the Whedon version, however we want to reference it. It's Batman operating out of guilt and possible shame uh, for contributing to his mistrust of Superman and maybe the world at large, uh, contributing to his death in that way from Batman versus Superman. This version, he is far more positive Batman, where it's like he's already learned the lessons and he's coming at it as the one that's proactive of uh, not operating out of some sort of strange like vengeance for the death of Superman, but saying, no, here's the lessons we can learn and here's what we can do. Like moving forward. It's, it's not a Batman we're used to seeing on screen The him, him being the optimist and the one uh, gathering the gang together, not through intimidation, but through hope. It's a uh, co-opting in a way. And I don't mean that in a, in the, in a bad sense necessarily, but it's kind of co-opting, the the superman uh, perspective right like on let's explore hope let's explore this idea of of you know that we can be transformative right in some way and i think that's part of the role that he's taking on he he understands that uh, that he may have played a role in some extent of being the cause of why superman's not around but he's not walking around you know <clears throat> brooding and and being like i've got to bring this guy back cuz i fucked up so bad mm. it's more of I've got to take on this role um, and be a beacon um, in a situation in which our our real beacon's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest. That characterization is characterization is fine. Um, I, I generally like my Batman to just like not care at all about any of that and just be like, "Well, Superman's not around. I'll do it myself." Total nihilist. But, but isn't that exactly. but isn't that the the kind of interesting thing about the relationship of those two characters is how different they are and they both both kind of push each other to looking at things in a, in a different like light. Yeah. Just like us. Yes. Our, our podcast will be Batman versus Superman. That's, that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Is um, it a minute by minute version yeah, of that? No, no. <laughs> you'll you'll get Derek to show up for that. <laughs> Pain. Let's, let's start it. Let's start right after this. Episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think one thing that I was surprised by that Snyder handled much better than I expected him to is the kind of the team up aspect um, I think he he handled like specifically in the action sequences. Like it's one of the first times in a comic book movie I've seen like a team up fight where like everyone is used and but not used in a way where like okay now we got to cut to this one now we got to make sure he gets his camera time. But it was like no this they actually work well as a team, which is why I kind of wish you know this wasn't their first mission as as a team because it does feel like they already know how to work with each other very well and it's another example of this universe being like kind of thrown together as quickly as possible to try and make as much money because we got to get a batman movie a superman movie wonder woman movie let's go um so they, they're they the, put it all uh, they're the nba they're the nba super team yeah, right yeah exactly it actually worked out yeah exactly where it's like well they, they shouldn't have everything figured out um, at this point because they've never played together there's no chemistry right. But it's, you know, they, way throwing alley-oops off the backboard to, to James <laughs> in 2011. I, you know, I hope Darkseid isn't there, uh, Mavs or right. anything like that. Yeah, but. I mean, and here's the, here's the, I mean, <laughs> the weakest. The, the J.J. Barea <laughs> for Darkseid's gang. <laughs> <laughs> Some little guy just going at their ankles. It's, uh, it's uh, the Whedon's version of uh, Steppenwolf there, would probably there be. You go. 
All right. Right there. So, so speaking of these villains that don't fucking matter uh, in this movie at all because they're just like CGI nonsense. Like this was supposed to be where all the money was spent, right? Is bumping up these villains, and they look bad. They look horrible. It's the it's the worst part of the movie to me. And like maybe the biggest laugh I've let out at a movie uh, that's not designed to be funny in years is when that character takes off his silly helmet, and that's just what his head looks like underneath it's like the horns and the, i was like oh, guys this is it's not a helmet this is just like a fitted cap for this guy you know like it's... if you uh, listen to off-screen death i've uh, started making the comparison of dave uh, being in the company of joss whedon and woody allen and i'm gonna continue here that he's seemingly agreeing with the whedon version of steppenwolf of being less stupid looking well that sucks too i mean they're all they're all bad and it's not Steppenwolf isn't, it's not a character. Like, it's just, it's just a stereotypical big bad to kind of get in the way. There's no, there are stakes in the sense that this is like world ending stuff, but we don't really know anything about this character. We aren't engaged with them at all. I mean, the greatest villains are the ones that like a certain part of you kind of like agrees with. And you're like, oh, I get how he got there. If you want to talk about, you know, if you want to talk about the character in Black Panther, um, if you want to talk about some people talk about Thanos in that way that like, yeah, well, you know, we do need to like have more resources. So this is a really, a really easy way to take care of this. There's, there's none of that here. With his character. Even, are we saying even in the Snyder Cut, there's no expansion on his backstory or his motivations? I mean, versus... there's expansion, but, like, is it effective? Other than he's just like, I just want to go home. That's his... I cried that's his... in that scene. Oh, God, you I, fucking baby. It got me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm canceling it's, our it's, podcast. It's for caring about I can't, this universe. I can't, I can't podcast with someone who cries at this movie. This is too much. I just have close familial connections, so I get it. Uh, I, I don't know what it'd be like to have those ripped away from me. Oh, so. here we go. Jesus. You know. I feel like this the, I begged. the uh the point in the podcast where Derek would pose in front of a mission mission accomplished banner when Dave says I'm canceling our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's got a whole stack of uh, notes of hot takes about yeah, this. And he's like, if, well, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> but if <laughs> anyone done. if anyone knows that I will go back on this really quickly by canceling of a podcast, it's the other two people on this line. I'm trying like, to help oh, okay. Derek out. I'm like, hey, Dave, let's add new releases through off-screen death. So let's keep you occupied. And Derek's like, yes, I will subscribe on multiple devices. Just keep him busy. <laughs> I'm still waiting on you all to uh, to cover Birth of a Nation, as you almost alluded to thinking about doing on that last episode. That was Dave, too. right? Woody Allen Dave? No, that Joss was Whedon not Dave. me. So. That was not me. I believe so my Let's re- watch all of D.W. Griffith's great I films believe... that transformed America. Dave W. Griffith over there was like, I know what I want to watch. Oh my gosh. Twitter, your Twitter, at Dave W. Griffith. I believe my reaction to that was, if you make me watch that, I will quit this podcast, which is another false threat. Yeah, 30 seconds ago you said it was a lie, so we'll put that to the test. David's shorter than the Snyder Cut, so which one is more of a film to you? Oh, it has nothing to do with <laughs> length. And you which know one's that. which one do you think is more important to cinema, Dave? Let's put. Well, you- <laughs> I'm hanging up. I'm not. There's no good answer to that question. Nope. Derek, what do you think? Which well, one? You is- sound like my my white film professor when I was in cinema history. That's right. Just That's asking right. me. What do you think of Birth of a Nation, Derek? The one black person on this call. It's riveting. It's a riveting good time where people jump off mountains to get away from being raped. You know, it's wonderful. Good times. Good times. So enjoyable. 
I think we were talking about Justice League at some point in there. And then it, <laughs> were we? <laughs> you know, well, we, one thing that we that I think you both kind of mentioned about the the characters all getting their opportunity to, I guess you could say, shine in some regard. Um, that there's weight that's given to them. I think that's a great thing when you consider who this is. I mean, yeah, we know that as adults we're watching this, but the reality is, is you know. The, the adolescent group mm-hmm. that go to watch these these films that have been watching since essentially Iron Man since 2008. When I think about like my nephew, who's going to be 13, and he doesn't know of a world, really, and we debate about this all the time, in which like Iron Man and uh, Spider-Man are not the most popular comic book characters in the world. Mm. Like he, he knows that Batman's okay and Superman's all right. You failed. I tried to explain. A, what, what are you doing? I know. I trust me. That yeah, I know. It's 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 an it's an actual argument that we have because he's grown up in the MCU and he's grown up in this environment in which now you know Wasp is so damn important to his life. Like, that is that's that'll make Mike man. happy. That's, that does. Yeah. I like that. And so, but here's the here's the good thing about this this film. I, I will say is that for that that group, right that that doesn't understand that like DC characters have, have historically been super important as modern day archetypes. He watched this film and was like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't know this about, you know, the flash or I knew nothing about cyborg other than like his appearance in a, in neither does anyone else. It's fine. Neither does anyone else. (laughs) Dave doesn't watch cartoons. Apparently we're all invested now. Dave. Thank you. Snyder. We're all invested in all of this, but it's, but it's, it is a testament to being able to, whether we agree that it should have been a film or not, being able to present a universe in which you're able to actually introduce these characters and give them some level of weight. Because the reality is kind of to Dave's point it could have just as easily been something like um, Spider-Man 3, right? If you guys remember that shit film, where you have, uh, you know, you have Black Suit Spider-Man, you have Venom, you've got um, Green Goblin 2, you have, like, Sandman, all in one film, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't care about any of these right. characters. And I should, because I've read the comics and I know that they matter in that universe. Whereas with this film, you can go into it and not have a lot of knowledge about a, mm-hmm. like like we said, a cyborg, and at least come out of it, out of it with the idea, okay, this character matters uh, a great deal to this universe, at least in the Snyder vision. So Yeah, and now it makes sense different. why Ray Fisher was so fucking mad. Uh, about, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. At first I was like, uh, did they cut that much? And then I watched this and I'm like, oh, wow, they cut everything about yeah. Or story. did they? Well, we, we still really don't know that, I guess, to That's your true. previous point. That's true. Where it's like, okay, there is this backlash and the, the wink-wink between Fisher and Snyder where it's like, I'll give you double the amount of time to really show everybody uh, you know, how much you deserved to begin with. No. I don't know. I would assume, though, we, we, we still would have gotten quite a bit more. Uh, You'd almost have to. I got. mean, <laughs> you would. You would. I think it's I mean, also. His character doesn't matter at all. It's a mistake because it seems like the biggest change in his characterization, and some of the articles have come out uh, with, with Fisher and his battle, I think, with Jeff Johns, yeah. uh, who was some sort of the uh, DC movie universe head honcho. They're like, hey, you wrote a lot yeah. of comp books. You come in and direct us. He's the, the Kevin Feige. Of DC, I guess. Yeah, which, you know, uh, Kevin Feige would uh, smirk at that notion, probably, <laughs> given their, their levels, respective the levels of success. The version, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember reading something where his argument was, okay, Cyborg is a character that primarily is popular with a younger generation, because I believe Teen Titans go. And yep. so that's where the, the booyah, uh, or like, 
punchline or reference was, which I remember watching it the first time around and thought like, yeah, yeah. it seems like you're forcing an actor to say something. And sure enough, there's an article came out where apparently, apparently that was he like, was, <laughs> that was a huge battle. Like, I don't want to say that fucking line. And you know, but I kind of understood it from the side of, well, this character's popular for a younger audience and they like that. They like that nature of that character. If it's silly or, or positive, whatever. And clearly the way the Snyder version originally intended was that he's a, he's a movie monster. Um, you know, he's a tragic character and I think Dave and I, cause I'm sure we were on a podcast when the 2017 version came out where both of us were like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I remember distinctly thinking, <laughs> I'm glad I got to see all those characters together. That was my thoughts. Like, well, maybe the movie's not that great, but I enjoy seeing Batman and the flash and Aquaman have an adventure. Like there's part of me that, that I have such a deep love of that universe and I always leaned more DC universe when I was younger into comics anyway, that I'm like, all right, if this is all I get, then you know I'm, I'm glad I got to see him do one quest, and uh, I wish it was better, which is, I think, yeah. a reasonable adult response <laughs> to then just walk away from it. Um, and I say that as someone that's not upset that the Snyderverse exists, that's good too. I see now, in particular, probably for Ray Fisher above all, like what, yeah. what was lost there, because he... It made Cyborg interesting to me for the first time. I have no experience with the cartoon version. Uh, I know I'm just kind of on the periphery in the comic book universe, but he was interesting. And it's it's interesting for him to be sort of the through line there, whereas clearly the 2017 version is Batman Wonder Woman. But yeah. I, I can't, they, you know, I can't they... fault them for that because th- those are the two more famous characters, especially Wonder Woman that year with her movie. Yeah. Those are the yeah. ones you want to hang your hat on, but... The Snyder version, making it cyborg, it does make for a better movie. It makes for a better yeah. story. Yeah, agreed. And I think, you know, the Whedon version, like, has those the focus on those characters and then throws in, you know, little bits with the other characters here and there, but also, like, some super nerdy stuff that maybe, you know, most people wouldn't get excited about. But you have the, you know, the Flash Superman race, um, which is a nice little bit, which is maybe the only change um mm. that uh that they made here that i was like oh man i wish they kept that that's a fun moment of lightness at the end of this all this darkness um because you have this like end of the world stuff and then you have this like essentially post-credit sequence like hey remember comics are fun uh we have a good time here and so you don't feel I, the same way about uh martian manhunter appearing before stu- batman for the first stu- time stupid stupid pointless why does that anger you so much they just i don't know there's like because because there's no connection to that character whatsoever except for that moment so it's you have a like, meet and greet sometime and actually first appearance I, and, Marsha I like, Manhunter. and that scene is more effective if it's really her saying it and not this person in her body but now now you can go back and watch man of steel and no, see that I, same actor and say, I, but, I see the line. I, look, I did my due diligence. I watched the entire DC universe before watching this, all the way leading up to it. So I've watched Man of Steel recently. I'm good. Uh, I'm done with that nonsense for so, a while. So then it's, so, well, then it wouldn't bother you, right? Like that scene, because you, you knew the entire time that, that could be Martian Manhunter. Still, still stupid. <laughs> Even if you know, it's still dumb. Like, no, that's. Eh, there's no connection to that character, so it just kind of shows up, and you're left there going like, "What? Why did we?" Okay, I guess. Speaking sure. of, I guess speaking of no real connection, and this is something I've seen folks <laughs> you know, kind of complain about. Not not you and I. Don't worry. Uh, one of the Break things I've seen heart. people complain <laughs> complain about on on <laughs> on Twitter is, uh, you know, like Lois Lane. Like, dude, does she really? 
does her role really change and adapt, uh, or you know, change much more in the Snyder version? No, I don't, I don't see it. No, right? I, like, just, I, don't... I just don't think Snyder cares about that relationship very much. Like it's like it gives, <clears throat> it... he gives it lip service, yeah. like oh yes, they are together, but like there's no there's no work done to build that relationship. There's no done work done to build her character separate from Clark mm, or from Superman. I distinctly remember a sequence where Superman hops in the hops bathtub in a tub. With, yep. with naked Lois Lane and I'm like those it's two the most, like each other. That's, that's the I most relatable it. Superman's ever been. <laughs> that's that's because it. you're both having transference. I, it, she doesn't work for me, so it doesn't matter. But um, why do you, I, it's like you my know, clothes are wet now. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Disgusting. Just get her away from me. Where's my mother? And uh, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. I mean Diane Lane. Diane, All right, play Diane the music. Lane. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> there we go. Derek's sexually supercharged mother, Diane Lane. <laughs> Diane Lane. But <laughs> yes, my that my elderly white mother. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a, a discussion we had on another uh, uh, podcast, Mike, where we were talking about Ghost and wondering about whether or not um, Swayze and Demi Moore had enough screen time together to actually give a damn about their relationship mm-hmm. and the tragedy that befell them. And I'm wondering if if they, if it even could have been simulated where we, where we cared more about... Clark and Lois, because I know we got a you know a full film and a half essentially with them and uh, Man of Steel and then Batman versus Superman, but I still don't ever really feel a level of connection between them the way I, w- I did with like Christopher Reeves and Margot Kidder. Yep. I, I know that seems silly, no, it's true, but there but there's true. some level of just like like uh, almost like flirtation on one side because you know Clark's in love with her and and she's just kind of just just kind of finds him to be an annoying little gnat. But that banter that we get with a Clark and Lois, I don't think we ever really got with this nope. universe because he, she's always, for the most part, kind of been privy to, to who he is. So there's never been that moment where, as the audience, we've just been like chomping at the bit to be like, oh, I can't wait till she finds out that she's in love with this like bumbling idiot uh, coworker that she has. Like That arc has always worked for me. Yeah. And because I don't feel like it's really there to that extent, uh, for, forget me. that extent it's not there it's like, not there he doesn't right. he doesn't start working at the at the newspaper i think until the end of man of steel like after they've already met and had their moment That's together right. That's right. so it's like eh, it's just one more example of like it this this is another reason why this movie really surprised me because mike you mentioned like he clearly in this movie clearly has affection for all these characters right including superman and clark kent but in man of steel that is not something i would have said he did not seem to have that affection. It was like he was so they were so focused on making a different Superman story, a darker Superman story, someone who questions his place in the world that they forgot to like have a good fucking time. Like they forgot to they forgot flying was mm. fun. They forgot that Superman smiles and he's the pinnacle of humanity and he's someone we all look up to. They were just like, Yeah, but what if he hated himself? Let's look at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, but this is the lesson that you take from this, Dave, right? Just allow it to be a fun movie. Don't sit there with your mouth turned down. But Man of Steel isn't a fun movie. Like, it's not. This one is. I agree. But the Snyderverse, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, For a reason. No, the Snyder cut, not the Snyderverse. Let's not... Let's not lump all this... Let's not lump all this together. Let's not make it worse than it is. Listen, I'm going to tweet all day until I get my sequel to this damn movie. Now, (laughs) The mute button has never been a better function. You uh, tag uh, David W. Griffith on there at... (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm uh, mad that I didn't think of that name. I think it's too many letters, though, isn't it? 
We can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, W Griffith. Yeah. We could shorten the Griffith down, take yeah. out some Fs, and <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, let's let's cobble together this Frankenstein monster of Dave's social media account, because I'm sure with your audience, that'll really play. The oh, yeah, they'll hey, love that. It's a playoff of great audience. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, Snyder Cut's good. It's better than anything else that Snyder has done in the DCEU. Is that it's enough for you? That doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. See, no. see, this is exactly no. what I told you about. <laughs> is he's like not not nice enough, Dave? Because it goes back to that rating. He wants to be that five percent that just can't enjoy it. It's a positive <laughs> rating. That would have been within the ninety five percent. I gave it like three and a, three three. And I want to see what other films are ninety five percent that are on this level and argue that this is better. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be on that podcast. You can do that with some some other idiot. <laughs> That's right. There will be no podcast with you and I. You're right. <laughs> well, on that note, um, please subscribe to uh, The Grand Gesture with me and Derek. We uh, talk about uh, 89 movies that came after Batman 89 and also uh, sometimes romance in film. And Dave was on an episode uh, for The Remains of the Day. Uh, which is the way he, you know, that's in keeping with Dave's personality, right, Derek? The the romance where nothing is consummated, where we don't Sorry. have any fun. We just we just look at it from a distance and judge it and think about it. That sounds great. You're right. That See, sounds amazing. No one, no one ends up happy in Dave's the, vision. The logging, the logging, Mike. So, and uh, me and uh, Mr. Griffith here uh, host uh, <laughs> Off Screen Death, where I am shocked he's not yet uh, gotten down his list of the uh, classic films, the the top 100 or 1001 UFC before you die. I don't, is Birth of a Nation still on the 1001? I, I bet it is. I bet it I, is. I would say so. But I'm not putting it on that goddamn show. So, I refuse. Coming soon to an episode. Uh, you know, eventually Dave will run out. So whatever, whatever <laughs> episode 1001, Dave will be forced <laughs> to In do our Birth years, of a Nation. We'll finally <laughs> come back to this. So yeah, you can you follow. You do a double feature with that in Green Book. Those are oh, I've heard you all mention recently. He'd have, to, he'd have to pick both because it doesn't meet my requirement. It's too critically acclaimed. Both are. Uh, I can't help it, Dave. All my stuff is just thank God for that. Because I know non-racist. I know the troll in you would die to do this. So thank God uh, that reviewers are stupid and they gave it uh, high ratings. Thank you, thank Toronto you. Film Festival, for hyping Thanks, up Green Book. Thanks, Steph. Yep. So uh, yeah. Uh, that would be uh, at Offscreen Death on Twitter and at Grand Gesture Pod. And the ultimate slam to our new venture, Dave, is that Grand Gesture Pod was available on Instagram as well. But it is at the Offscreen Death on Instagram, <laughs> which kills me. I hate, I hate the lack that it's, it's no longer uniform, which is why I am going to take that uh, David W. Griffith handle if I can find it. I'll create a new account across all medium. And, uh, <laughs> I gotta scoop those up real quick. <laughs> any selfie you post of yourself, I'm uh, gonna appropriate and put on there. And uh, what is the uh, like a Civil War filter I can put on it? Where it's... <laughs> I think I, if, if you can get this episode out quickly, I can get that image uh, next week. Oh, Derek finally does some work. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm in there. Seven days. Now he's Derek. ready. Seven days. Let's see if we can get this done. Seven days. Got it. I've got all the time. <laughs> yeah, 48 hours. It'll get done. Uh-huh. <sighs> all right. I think that's good. An hour and five minutes is what I've got on there. So Derek says probably that's not like, enough. That's one chapter of that movie. That's fine. Just that's scratching exactly. the surface. Wait, that's what we should have done. Minute by minute. Do this in chapters. That's... <laughs>